I was shocked at how how my being and my psyche responded to my curiosity like it was so excited and eager to help me explore self-love I think means devotion to learning who you are and learning how you can accept yourself and love yourself Hello beautiful beings, welcome back to this week's episode of Light Legacy with me, Rohini. I am so glad you're here tuning in. Welcome, welcome. I am sleepy today. I'm gonna say that right at the beginning. I am sleepy and I am peaceful. (laughs) I will probably be taking a nap or reading after I record this. I just got back from Oakland from my nephew's first birthday, which was so special. Oh my gosh, for those of you who have nephews or nieces or friends that have babies or you yourself have babies, oh my gosh, what a special thing. I'm like, my heart is just exploding, exploding with so much love. He's such a beautiful, happy soul. He's always smiling. He's clapping. He loves singing. He loves listening to the chants and the mantras. He, If he's ever crying, my brother and his wife just starts chanting to him, singing some mantras, and he just instantly calms down and smiles and listens. And it's just such a special soul. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful time. And my whole family was there. My brothers were both there. My parents, Sage came, and all of my sister-in-law's family, so it was a really wonderful experience. Um, But we just got back last night and jumped into the day today, and I'm just kind of in that recovery, like re-situating energy from one place to another, and just honoring that cycle rather than, I'm like, oh, I could have more coffee, and try to be super productive, but I'm just gonna rest and flow through the day and uh, do the things I need to do, but not in a hurried or rushed manner. So (laughs) that's me. Yeah, today I wanted to talk about self-love and very big topic, which really, if you think about it, any spiritual practice, any topic around existence could be a topic of self-love because I guess the spiritual path is learning to understand ourselves more and love ourselves more deeply and whatever we discover about ourselves along the journey we have an opportunity to love and accept and cherish that part whether it's a part that we had shame for in the past or judged in the past or we're fearful of in the past it's all part of the self-love journey so I wanted to talk about that a bit today, um, and I wanted to start by reading this newsletter that I sent out, because I think it really sums up my thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, so I have a newsletter from my website, Temple of Althea, which you can sign up there on the contact page if you're not already signed up, and I just send out like writing and musings and things I'm thinking about um, and all of my new offerings and updates and things. So it's a great way to keep in touch with me, for sure. So it starts off. 
Welcome to September, beautiful beings. Recently, I've slowed down enough to let life softly carry me along, honoring the cycles of energy that want to move through me. Rather than paddling and fighting against the current of my calling, I sit, listen, and allow. I sit at my altar, close my eyes to begin my morning practice, and with a few breaths, find myself nearly instantaneously immersed in peace. That watery, flowy, infinite space of the divine is right there, everywhere, all the time. I believe in it. I can taste it, sense it, trust it. I feel that I am worthy and deserving of experiencing such beauty, and in the experience, honor it deeply with the gratitude it deserves perpetuating the cycle of abundance. Gratitude equals unconditional love equals the divine. I talk to myself in these moments as the mother archetype, the all-seeing, all-experiencing tree of life that wavers for no one. Her truth is steadfast, rooted, and powerful. She allows life to happen for her, not to her, and welcomes each day as perfect, holy medicine, even the days that are hard, sticky, and swampy. She welcomes it all. She is not a victim, and she could never be. She knows her inherent value, her worthiness, and her divine path. The mother has done the work to place her roots deep into the earth, and thus appreciates the sacredness of her life. She loves herself in wholeness. Her well never runs dry, her cup is never empty. Her hearth is always tended, and her abundance is infinite, bubbling with fertile, life-giving spring water. When I write this, my heart travels back in time to Rohini two years ago. She would have no idea what the hell I was talking about. Love that is infinite for self seems selfish, seems impossible. Self-love that lasts and isn't dependent on validation from others. A fantasy, a dream, a naive wish for those who don't live here in this world. There was a moment a little over two years ago when I was crying at my desk, raging, weeping, wailing, helpless. My soul was trying to bust through the nonsense, the bullshit, the societal programming, and wake me the fuck up. I cried at my desk because I had validation, money, success, perceived status, and yet I felt like a hollow shell. What do you do when everything you thought you wanted leaves you feeling insatiable, starving, thirsty? I just wanted to be good. I just wanted to be pretty. I just wanted to be liked. People told me I was good and pretty and that they liked me, but it wasn't enough. It could never be enough, because the girl inside who was hearing their comp compliments had a guard up. A shield of unworthiness that deflected their claims. I didn't believe they loved me, really, because I didn't love myself. I loved myself when I looked real good and pretty on Instagram, and hundreds of comments told me so. I loved myself when my partner patted me on the back when I made good money that month. I loved myself when my friends complimented my beautiful house. I loved myself when my subscriber count went up and my podcast numbers soared. Thank goodness the universe got rid of all those things, and quickly too. They were the false promises keeping me tied to a life that was never meant for me. I needed to learn how to actually love myself, truly, deeply, honestly, for the first time. Who was I beneath the nonsense? How could I become my own woman when I was stuck as a girl, a maiden, who had become whomever others needed her to be? Who am I to myself? Who the fuck is Rohini? 
I set off on a desperate quest to meet myself and learn to love her. It wasn't pretty, yummy, or smooth. It was bumpy, heartbreaking, horribly confusing, yet utterly rewarding. I remember the first time I sat down to guide myself through a meditation. On my knees in grief for my shattered life, I surrendered to the universe in earnest. I put on a melodic, mystical track and spoke to myself in the kindest, most loving voice I could muster. I went on an inner journey, gently asking the deepest parts of my being questions. I now realize that was the mother archetype guiding the wounded maiden along her path. I had just purchased a leather-bound green journal at the bookstore and cracked it open. Thus began the most fruitful adventure of my life. Quickly, the pages would fill with questions from the maiden and answers from the soul. I found the first solid pieces of my being in between those pages. As the practice continued, I strengthened my resolve. I would learn who I was. I would love her. I was worthy of that. Daily meditation and journaling saved me. Dramatic, but true. It was a perfect, easeful entry into my spiritual path. It was a foundational piece that I am forever grateful for. Without the foundation, a home won't stand. Without the roots, even a mighty tree will fall when a timid wind passes through. Without self-love, spiritual practices can be nothing but fluff, filler, and escape. So that's <laughs> that's from my newsletter. And it really sums up what I'm now like realizing was a key piece in my spiritual journey because without like deeply reflecting on it it seems like I just kind of fell into all of this and it's all been very natural like I've taken to it quite easily you might say but truthfully when I really look at it the daily meditations and the journaling were the things that started it all I didn't know about spirit guides or like deities or goddesses and I didn't know about so many things I didn't really have a sense of what God or the universe or spirit meant to me or what it really felt like but I did have curiosity and tenacity to explore my inner being and um, journaling and meditation were those first key tools and I remember like I was shocked at how how my being and my psyche responded to my curiosity. Like it was so excited and eager to help me explore. <laughs> um, and I've always been someone like I like to meditate with just music on. And like I said, I would just guide myself through prompts. Like I would talk to myself and kind of navigate and ask questions in my psyche and my mind and see where it went I've like listening to guided meditation sometimes but I often feel like um, the ones that I've found are too they're too like prompted like I like to be able to explore a bit and just see where it takes me on my own I think the important part that I want to focus on is that what I said at the end, like self spiritual practice without self love can just be fluff and filler and escape because I mean, I've met and seen so many people who of course are on their perfect paths and there's no rush or no one right way to do any of this, but there's like this perpetual insatiable need to find the next thing, find the next thing, the next biohack, the next 
retreat, the next course, the next certification, the next book, the next podcast, like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing to figure out who you are, which of course, yeah, I get it. Me too. I'm an endless student of life and I pray and I hope and I don't think (laughs) that that curiosity will ever go away. But I guess what I'm saying is like without that self-love, without that acceptance and that worthiness, you will always be looking for the next thing and you won't be able to appreciate and love where you're at in the moment and all of the fruit that is there for you right now. Like there's so much here right now and we can always skirt around our problems by looking for the next thing. And I think self-love, like that's it. That's the whole name of the game, unconditional love for self and others. And when you meet yourself deeply and love yourself deeply, then you can meet others and love others in that same beautiful depth. Something that came to mind today when I was meditating was because my meditations, sometimes I'm very still and I just like zonk and go super deep. But oftentimes I'm like moving a lot. Sometimes I'll play more like vibey flute music and just let my body kind of roll around and move out and sometimes I play drumming music and I'll shake and I'll clap and I'll like hum and breathe do like breath of fire or just do different breath combinations um but I guess I want to give you permission and also uh encourage like being super weird <laughs> perceived as weird I guess if someone were to see you but just doing weird shit like whatever comes through when you are being with yourself just follow that like really give yourself permission to go wherever your body wants to take you because so many of the ways that we can clear and move energy in our body may look pretty strange if someone was watching but like we are animals, you know, we're, we have an animal body. We have these reactions and these tools that are built within us to move energy, but we are conditioned and taught that it's strange and weird and we need to sit and be very proper and keep it all together and not look like we're having an exorcism or something, obviously. Um, but like shaking is normal. There's so, so much of this is built into our systems. Like I don't remember if it's all wild animals are just some but I know that a lot of mammals have it built in to uh like if they're let's say a coyote gets in a fight with another wild animal and makes it out alive um the coyote I believe would start shaking instantly like its muscles would just start shaking and twitching and it would just shake it out like it would release all of the energy and the the stress and the potential Uh, trauma before it becomes trauma like it releases it right then on the spot from the muscles and so much of our work as humans is to listen to the body and move with the body and when we're doing this work like memories are stored in the body Um, the body keeps the score it's a great book Like, for instance, sometimes when people are getting a chiropractic adjustment, they get adjusted in a certain spot and they just start weeping. And like this memory from their childhood that they didn't even know they had just comes up and it's like this moment for healing from something that was buried so deep within the bones and the muscles. Same with massage or cranial sacral. Like these things are are buried in our bones and our muscles and our cells. 
And so if we can allow ourselves to kind of get ahead of it, or not even get ahead of it, but just be with it as it comes um, and release it there, right then and there. Like, oh my God, that was a really intense thing. I forgot what, oh, um, Henry sometimes <laughs> has moments, um, especially when it's just me around. He's like protective over me. And if there's a ball or food, sometimes he gets grumpy and he likes to pick fights, but it's not very often. Usually he's like the friendliest dog at the dog park, sharing his tennis ball with everyone and sharing sticks and playing. But certain times he gets grumpy and there is this little dog. He doesn't really like puppies. There's this puppy that was kind of bothering him and jumping all over him and wasn't leaving him alone. And he was ignoring it at first. And then the dog kept going and was kind of just all up in his face. And then there was some like moment where there was either a ball involved or a treat or something. And he just like went for the dog and he never draws blood or breaks his skin or anything, but he does like bite and he kind of corners the dogs and gets on top of them. But it's not the first time this has happened. And so, you know, it's very loud. It sounds like they're about to kill each other. And I just see Henry going on this dog and I like run across the dog park and just dive in and grab his collar and like pull him back. And, you know, it's very, if you've ever been in that situation with a dog, it's very scary. Like, it sounds like they're going to kill each other and it sounds like wolves or something. But you just, you know, you go in and do what you need to do. But it always really scares me. Um, and I remember afterward, I got back to the apartment and my whole body was shaking. Like, I was just like, and I knew everything was fine. The dog didn't get hurt. Henry didn't get hurt. But it just was a shock to my system because I was just like sitting at the park enjoying the sun and then all of a sudden it's like fight or flight <laughs> um but I remember I was shaking and I was like okay like I don't want to fight this I'm just gonna be with it and I went in the other room sat down closed the door and just like breathed and let myself shake and just move through it like I let my whole body like shake from my head to my toes and I was humming and just like letting it move through me rather than trying to fight it or ignore it or whatever um and I felt better after that I felt fine I moved the energy through my body and um dancing is obviously my chosen way to move energy um and sometimes I'll just like turn on a song and kind of let my body just like twitch and shake and just ooh, like if I just was on the computer all day or for instance last night when we got off of our flight I felt so just out of my body and strange and so Sage and I were in the elevator and I just started humming and kind of like bouncing up and down and he's like what are you doing I was like I'm I'm regulating I'm regulating try it and he was like okay so we were in the elevator just like mm -hmm, and shaking and we both felt better by the time we got to the ground floor of the building so just as part of this self-love journey, it's like these things that we do in the comfort of our own home, in the comfort of our own space, these are things that, that are divine and holy and there's nothing to be shamed for. Like if you catch yourself doing something that's kind of strange in societal eyes, just like love that part. Be like, I get it. I get it. But like, I'm going to do this thing this is safe, this is fine for me to be here, be doing this, there's nothing wrong with this, I love myself and my body and my natural expression, like, I am safe, I am valid, I'm okay, I'm okay, there's nothing wrong with this, and giving ourselves this permission to do this weird shit in private then allows us to eventually 
like own it in public all these things start like they have to start somewhere and for some reason sometimes like doing things on your own when no one else can see you is even scarier than doing things in a crowd or around friends or whatever because it's just you and your mind and your inner critic and your ego and um it can run wild so just honor yourself whatever feels good just go with it don't be scared of your body's innate wisdom there's so much there that we have been conditioned to fight and to resist it's really incredible gift things that our bodies want to do for us um and also i guess this brings up another thing if you are someone who's had trauma in your early life or just any point in your life and you've been in therapy like talk therapy and um you feel maybe that it's not like it's working but it's not getting past a certain point I would encourage you to just do some research and seek out different somatic somatic forms of therapy to couple alongside with your already you know whatever is working for you already like add in some somatic experiences that can help you because we are it's our body these memories these traumas stored in the body and um from my teachers I've learned from from the books I've read and people I've talked to who are experts in these areas like this stuff needs to be released in the body um for it to truly be release and if you want to say healed healed um so yeah somatic release somatic release breath work that's a great one tapping dancing there are other forms of therapy too and of course like consult your team your health team your spiritual team before doing any of this um and always listen to your body but yeah just want to put that out there even a massage massage is so 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 beautiful to have someone like caring for your body and it really can help release a lot of energetic stress and emotional stress yeah (laughs) so I guess the other part here is especially I think when starting out because you know it takes I don't know if it's 21 days to get into a new habit but when starting out within your spiritual practices it's really powerful to commit like do something to commit to yourself like okay I'm going to do my morning practice for 30 days or for 40 days and I'm going to do it every day whatever that looks like for you like committing to yourself and then keeping that commitment is huge not only to prove to yourself that you can do it and you you want it and you are someone who follows through and keeps your word to yourself but also like to reflect to the universe and to spirit like hey I'm serious about this I really want to grow I really want to heal I really want to know who I am daily practice it's a devotion it's a devotion and like it's all a mirror so if you sit every day at your meditation mat and do a even if it's a five minute practice that act every single day will literally rewire your brain it will change your DNA. It will work within your cells and your energetic body, all of the bodies, to to help you expand, to help you become your truest you. So self-love, I think, means devotion to learning who you are and learning how you can accept yourself 
and love yourself. And it's not like when you go on this journey, you know, your inner critic will just stop talking. Just go silent. It's like, okay, I love myself now. Like my my inner critic is never going to speak again. I mean, hopefully, maybe one day, maybe you'll attain Buddha status and it will all be complete peace in the in the dome, in the mind. But, you know, we are human and this journey of self-love is so that we can have a voice, an inner voice that is um, stronger and more rooted than the inner critic. So when the inner critic comes up, it's like, what are you doing? You're so fucking stupid. You're never going to succeed at that. No one's going to show up. No one's going to buy this. No one's going to read this. No one's going to love you. No one wants to be with you. Those things. You'll have a stronger inner voice that responds back. No, that's not true. This art is beautiful. I know my worth. I love myself regardless. I am safe to express myself, to have that voice that responds back with compassion and kindness and strength and belief and faith. That's the key. That's why we must go on this self-love journey. And it's the most important journey. And I am forever on it. And it's all aspects. It's the body, loving your body and how you look. And also loving yourself enough to take care of your body. It's not only accepting and loving how you look in the mirror but it's actually listening to your body and doing the things that treat your body with respect and love there is I think one half of the token of acceptance like I love my curves I love my you know my moles and my freckles and this and that and my left boob is bigger than my right boob but like that is one half acceptance but the other half there has to be both sides to actually listen to the body like, I love myself even when I, you know, eat 10 donuts in a row, but I love myself enough to work to do things that are good for my body because donuts are not good for your body, you know? There's two halves of the coin. There has to be love, but there has to be discipline and devotion too. <coughs> and I think, I think in our society today, we are... Um, I don't know if soft is the right word and I admit you know I, I sometimes have um, I've struggled with self-discipline and I still do but we need to be disciplined with our love for ourselves it's not just like a willy-nilly thing we can throw on whenever we feel like it our life is our most precious gift we only have this life in this body like you know, there's other lives, but this body, this existence, this time as Rohini, it is finite. And I want to honor this body and treat this body well so that I can have the most full, beautiful life ever that I could possibly have. That means that I have to make sacrifices and I have to have discipline and devotion to treat myself with respect. And it's still okay to love yourself and accept yourself when you don't show up to the gym that day or you don't go on a walk or you skip lunch that day because you're too busy or you drink coffee all day and don't have dinner, whatever it is. Like those things that we know aren't honoring our body. We can still love ourselves along the way, but we need to make a choice to change those habits or our life's not going to change, you know? There's a level of, I guess I'm trying to like really get into this. There's a level of love and acceptance that is surface level 
I love my body. I love how I look in the mirror, regardless of the societal, you know, norms and what society deems as beautiful. Like, fuck that noise. I love how I look in the mirror. That's the, the, the surface level, I suppose, love and acceptance, which is absolutely beautiful. And then there's the deeper level of, of loving yourself enough to do the hard things too. And there has to be both, you know, there has to be both. So, and that takes time and that takes practice. It takes a long time to change a pattern. It doesn't happen overnight. We have to literally rewire our brains, change our DNA. <laughs> it takes time. It takes time. So honor yourself and be patient, but, but do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's some quote uh, let's see how it goes. Cycles, like cycles in society. It's this book that Sage read. I'm forgetting who it's by, but it's this guy that studies um, the cycles in society and like the attitudes of a society within like what's going on in the world around them. And I think the quote is like, let's see. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men weak men create hard times so it's this cycle that we go through and he's you know gone back to throughout all of the periods of civilization and studied this hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times and it's pretty interesting to think about and according to this man uh, that we are in a weak men create hard times cycle so there is a hard time you could say here or coming and part of this, how we get out of this, because strong men create good times, it's a cycle. We honor the cycles. We are part of the cycles of, of the earth. And if you think about it, the earth is definitely in a hard time right now. But as, you, as we know and as we can feel, we are waking up. It is changing. The cycles are changing. So I guess why I put that in there is because like discipline and devotion is part of this to become strong. We must become strong to heal the earth, (laughs) to heal ourselves. It's not an easy thing, but we wouldn't have incarnated at this time on the planet if we weren't able to be strong and to follow through. So buck up, love yourself, and it's all going to be okay. (laughs) I think the biggest perhaps most difficult part of self-love is that when you truly love yourself and love this your place in existence and accept your place in existence as God experiencing God a part of God a fractal of God there is no victimhood it's not possible like I said in my newsletter like the mother knows she's not the victim she can never be part of this whole process of loving ourselves is knowing that we're not the victim because the victim looks for people to blame, looks for reasons to not do it, to, um, yeah, looks for people to blame ultimately. And no matter, you know, people go through horrible things. It's not fair or right, but it happens. And when we can accept our circumstances, we are free. We are completely free. There's no one that we are bound to, not even our own psyche or our own inner critic. We are free. We are completely free. So what's that quote? Discipline equals freedom. (laughs) But I like the word devotion more because discipline is like, 
I don't know. It just feels very military to me. Nothing wrong with that word anyway. It just feels more masculine. I like devotion, but it could really mean the same thing. Devotion, devotion, devotion. Be devoted to your strength, to your power, to your love, to your light. Be devoted to your self-love. No one else can do this for you, y'all. But I think that's the main spiel that I wanted to share with you all today. And also to announce, which I'm so excited about this, it's been a long time coming, Um, I launched my self-love workbook, which I believe I've talked a bit about it, but it is a digital workbook that has over 70 journal prompts and it also has like an invocation to sit in the mirror and say out loud. It has a bunch of beautiful quotes about mindfulness and spirituality. It has gratitude prompts and it also has two guided meditations to go along with it and they're like deep guided meditations. So there's one that is prompted to do at the beginning of the book. It's your intention setting guided meditation which is about like 25 minutes I think so it's pretty long. And then there's another one, the morning meditation that you do, you're prompted to do every day before you start the journal prompts. So it's laid out like a week of journal prompts and each day is a different theme. So like one day is who am I to myself? Next day is who am I to others? One day is like fear. One day is forgiveness. And each day you have the option. There's like 10 prompts for each day. So you could either do two from each theme a day or you could just do the whole theme in one day or you can really jump around like it's very flexible and it's also like you can work with this for a long time it's can last you much longer than a week I had some of my goddess circle ladies try out the workbook and give me feedback before I launched it and they all had incredible incredible feedback like it's keeps giving and giving and it just takes them deeper the more that they do it so i'll read you a testimonial from soph um this offering opened up my heart space in ways i didn't even know were possible the meditations alone fully brought me to tears and open-hearted connection with myself my heart and deep true unconditional self-love this workbook and meditations are truly a gift packed with such evident care and intention one that fully delivers me home to myself over and over again still no matter how many times I revisit, there's always something deeper, truer, more fully enriched and unconditional love. And this beautiful offering guides me there every time. It's a transmission of love, of guidance deeper into self, of a friend and sister guiding me home. Would recommend to anyone and everyone. Another sweet goddess, Isabella, said, I feel that through this workbook, the essence of my radiating soul has come back home to itself. So those are some very beautiful testimonials, which I'm so grateful that they shared those with me. I wanted to share with you all because a lot of my offerings have been more of a commitment, like it's either a retreat or it's more of a financial commitment, but this is $25 and you do it on your own time and it's all downloadable. So, you know, there's really no barrier to entry, I feel like. I wanted it to be very accessible to everyone and I put in a lot of work into it and it's really from my heart and my intention is that you'll feel me like every step of the way with you because each day I'll be opening helping you open the day with a meditation and I really love doing the guided meditations it's like straight from spirit (laughs) so yeah I would love it if you wanted to try it out it's available templeofalthea.com slash self-love workbook and um, or you can just go to 
Temple of Althea and it's right there on the main page. It'll prompt you to go over. But there's some testimonials there. There's a lot more information about it and you can purchase it there. And then um, there's some videos. I made like a super in-depth video sharing my self-love journey and why I created the book. And so if you download it, the email with the workbook will be emailed to you from Temple of Althea and um, you'll be able to find it. It might show up in your social or promotions inbox, so just make sure to look there. But it'll be emailed to you, and you can work through it on your own time, on your iPad or your computer, or if you wanted to, you could print it out. Yeah, it's really beautiful, and I think it'll be very impactful if you try it out. Everyone that's tried it has had very incredible experiences. So I would love it if you tried it out. It would mean a lot, and it's a great way you can support me too, um, which I so appreciate. So thank you for listening. I hope today's episode resonated with you, and I look forward to hearing about your self-love journey and any way that this workbook can help um, support you because it's hard to do this work alone. So that's another reason I created it because I want, didn't want you to feel like you were alone in it. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending you love and blessings and grace in your day today. And I will talk to you next week. Bye angels.